0: book club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are covering chapters 25 through 27 of Exodus. We left off yesterday with Moses going into the cloud at the top of the mountain as he met with God for 40 days and 40 nights. The Israelites at the base of the mountain saw the glory of the Lord and to them it looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. This section begins with the directions on building the tabernacle. As Dr. Betts said many times in Old Testament class, the Israelites did not have to guess what their God expected, he told them. In this section, he tells them how to approach him. And one of the keys with the tabernacle is it shows that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, wants fellowship with his people. Plus he is working with his people to create this place for him to dwell. Chapter 25 begins, The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart prompts him to give. What I love about this is God is not demanding, quote, taxes or a certain amount from everyone, but they are allowed to give what was in their heart, it's like the Apostle Paul's letter in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. These gifts were for the building of the tabernacle and the articles that are included in it. The Lord was very specific on the items needed and on how to build the items. Some of these items are silver, gold, and bronze, as well as jewels and fabric. If you remember when the Israelites left Egypt in chapter 11, verse 2, that before the final plague of death of the firstborn, it says, "...tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold." And then in chapter 12, verses 35 and 36, the Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. So much of the tabernacle was made from the plunder of the Egyptians. After they gathered the offering, verse 8 reads, Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. We see this phrase, exactly like the pattern I will show you, repeated throughout this passage. It is here in chapter 25, verse 8. Then chapter 25, verse 40, chapter 26, verse 30, and chapter 27, verse 8. The writer of the New Testament book of Hebrews said in chapter 9, verse 23, that these things are copies of the heavenly things. If you have time, it might help you to look up on YouTube or Google search the Jewish Tabernacle because there are pictures and even some videos available to help you understand the setup of the Tabernacle and all the things that are in it. It was a rectangular tent which was set up to face the east. The last third was the area called the Holy of Holies which held the Ark which was the place that God dwelt. The Holy of Holies was the shape of a square. The first two thirds were called the holy place. It was rectangular and contained the altar for incense, a menorah and a table for showbread. Around the tabernacle or the tent was a fenced off area for the courtyard. And there, sacrifices were given, and then there was a basin for washing, which the priests used before they could enter the tabernacle. This section of Scripture covers the ark, the table, the lampstand, the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offerings, the courtyard, and the oil for the lampstands. The tabernacle was a tent. Because whenever the Israelites moved locations, the priest would have to tear it down and carry it to the next location. That is why everything had rings built on it. So poles could go inside the rings and the priest could carry them place to place by holding the poles. Chapter 25 verses 10 through 22 give the directions on how to build the ark. This is the most important part of all the tabernacle. First, a chest was made of acacia wood and covered with pure gold both inside and out with gold molding around it. This held the Ark of the Testimony, which the Lord would give them. Above this was an atonement cover, which many times is called the mercy seat, and it was made of pure gold. On each end were cherubim hammered out of pure gold, and their wings were spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. Their faces were to look at the cover. Verse 22 says, There above the cover, between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the testimony, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. The next item to be made was the table of bread of presents, found in verses 23 through 30. This was square shaped, made of acacia wood, and overlaid with pure gold with gold molding. The plates, dishes, pitchers, and bowls for pouring were also made of pure gold. On this table, which was in the holy place, were 12 loaves of unleavened bread, which represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And it represented the presence of the nation of Israel was always before the Lord. The lampstand, which we now call a menorah, was of pure gold and it was hammered out for its shape. It looked like an almond branch with seven lights and the wick trimmers and trays were also made of pure gold. This was to be made like the pattern God showed Moses on the mountain. Chapter 26 covers the tabernacle or the tent. It was covered by curtains held together by loops. Verse 6 reads, Then make fifty gold clasps and use them to fasten the curtains together so that the tabernacle is one unit. The frame was made of acacia wood. The frame and crossbars were to be overlaid with gold and the rings of the curtains were made of gold. Moses also saw the plan of how to build it while on the mountain. Verse 31 says, Make a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen with cherubim worked into it by a skilled craftsman. In other words, woven within the fabric was the image of cherubim. This curtain separated the holy place from the most holy place. The Ark of Testimony was the only thing placed in the most holy place. And we will learn later that only the high priest was allowed to enter that room and only once a year. Now the priests entered the holy place daily, and as they entered from the east, the table of showbread was on the right, or the north side, and the lampstand was on the left, or the south side. The entrance curtain was also made of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn with finely twisted linen, and this was the work of an embroiderer, verse 36. Now the third item in the holy place was the altar of incense, which is not discussed until chapter 30, but this is right in front of the curtain that separates the holy place and the holy of holies. Chapter 27 switches to the courtyard. The main item found in the courtyard is the altar of burnt offerings. It also was made of acacia wood and it too was in the shape of a square. It was to be hollow with a grate on top. On each corner was a horn, and then it was all overlaid with bronze. All the utensils and items needed for the altar were also made of bronze. Moses also saw the design of how to make it while up on the mountain. Verses 9 through 18 are the instructions on making the courtyard. It was also in the shape of a rectangle with the entrance facing the east. It was made of posts made of silver and curtains with hooks. At the entrance, each side had three posts and it seems in front of the opened area of the entrance, then there was placed a curtain. Verse 16 says, For the entrance to the courtyard, provide a curtain 20 cubits long of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer with four posts and four bases. All items needed for tending to the courtyard, including the tent pegs, verse 19, were to be made of bronze. The last two verses of this section deal with the oil for the lampstand or the menorah. They say, command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning. In the tent of meeting outside the curtain that is in front of the testimony, Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. This is to be the lasting ordinance among the Israelites for the generations to come. Just a side note, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, during the time of the Maccabees, it was this candle, which was in the temple, that stayed lit even though they had run out of oil, which is what the miracle of light and the celebration of Hanukkah is all about. When I read about how the tabernacle was made, I see an attention to detail, and I love it. There is order and a plan. I also see skilled craftsmen and embroiderers used to have it done right. Also, it's clear that God gave the instructions and he will give the testimony or the laws that go into the ark, which is where he will dwell as they travel to the promised land. In the book of Psalms, Moses' name appears to only one psalm, number 90. I've been reading it almost every day as we are reading the books of Moses and it starts like this. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Before God created that mountain which Moses stood and before Moses was ever born, God is God. He is the I am. Moses started his song saying that throughout all generations, the Lord has been our dwelling place. With Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their travels, the Lord has been our dwelling place. While they were in Egypt, the Lord has been our dwelling place. Here at the mountain of God, the Lord has been our dwelling place. As they wander in the wilderness, it is the Lord who has been their dwelling place. Even once in their promised land, it is the Lord who has been their dwelling place. After Jerusalem is destroyed and the Jews are scattered, it is the Lord who has been our dwelling place. In the tabernacle, the Lord dwelt with them. And just like them, when we have faith in the Lord, He is our dwelling place. That is why Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us. In him, we are home. If you have heard his voice today, please don't harden your heart. Instead, let's be women who hear from the Lord and do what he says as we abide in him. Until next time. And thank you so very much for listening.